everyone. Welcome to Soul Gazing. The podcast where we talk about our lives, our interests, our travels, of which there are currently none in K-pop. Yes. And my name is Michelle, and I am the matcha master. <laughs> and I'm Rika, and I live in Winter Wonderland. Woo! And Woo! here we are back again for another week. Yes. We're still alive, which is good. <laughs> yes. We'll count that as a victory. Your New Year's resolution is going strong. Exactly. Still here. Still kicking it, I guess. Tell me about <laughs> your matcha, please. Oh, yes. Well, my aunt, who lives in Japan, she sent a package mm -hmm. to us. She sent it like months and months ago, and it finally got here all like taped up and beat up. <laughs> Yeah, I sent I sent one card. I sent one card to Korea like before Christmas, and it got there like a month after. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, she sent a package of like, of course, matcha powder, which I've been making a bunch of matcha lattes lately, which is the highlight of my days. <laughs> and then <laughs> delicious, yeah. Matcha's yeah, she great. sent also like face masks, like the um. Ooh. like lotion face masks yeah and stuff like that so that was nice uh yeah i'm really honestly one of the worst things about not being able to travel to like korea and japan at the moment is that i am running dangerously low on like skincare products yeah i already ran out in the middle of this whole yeah. pandemic and i had to order online exactly like i've been considering ordering something But I'm waiting for the right deals because I don't want to pay like 30 euros <laughs> for a pack of like 10 masks that cost oh, like God. eight yeah. bucks in Korea. So I was like, you know, I get the whole, I know why it's expensive, but at the same time, I'm not willing to pay it. So we're going to have to find a solution. Yes, definitely. But yeah, tell me about your <laughs> winter wonderland some more. So we got Storm Christ, not Christian, Tristan. <laughs> we were talking about Christians before this, but no, um, Tristan, who brought so much snow. I haven't seen my car in a week because I have to um, park on the curb. And it's just, it's not completely gone and I know where it is, but it's just like completely covered in snow. There's like walls of snow on all four sides of it. So I haven't moved it in a week. And it's just, it's so beautiful, but so inconvenient. But yeah. for now, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And it's supposed to get warmer next week again, so it'll be gone. But I haven't seen a winter like this in Germany in a long time. Yeah, didn't it not even snow last year? It snowed a little bit. Like, if it stayed, it stayed for like a day or two, if that. Yeah. And last year, I was um, still living further north, so all we got was rain, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the only snow I saw last year, real snow, was in Korea. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dang, yeah. yeah. I saw all the pictures you've been sending me, and it's just so much snow. Yeah, and I really, I love a proper winter. I hate the... You know, it's cold, but rainy and just like gross and uncomfortable. And it's, you know, the chill kind of goes into your bones because it's mm -hmm. so, you know, humid, basically. <laughs> because we're also grandmas and our joints because we're also grandmas. it's raining. But no, there's, I feel like there's really, like, there's a difference with dry heat and moist heat, moist mm -hmm. heat, humid heat. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference with like dry cold and you know, humid cold. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I don't mind like minus 10 degrees dry cold snow you know and i'm i'm an avid skier so like that's 
my jam anyway, but I've really been enjoying this. I like this weather. That's good. But I miss my car. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It's so in- inconvenient, especially with like public transport also just suffering <laughs> with all the exactly. snow. Oh yeah, I told you this, but um, yesterday, because you know my one COVID contact person that I meet every Friday, I was on the way to her house and the first bus was fine. But then I waited for the second one 40 minutes because that line only runs every 30 minutes as is at the moment. And then that particular bus was 17 minutes late and only that one. So like all the other buses on the same line were running fine, but that one was yeah 17 minutes late. So I waited for it for 40 minutes and I was just a popsicle. Oh, <laughs> By the no. end of it, it was so cold. But yay, winter. <laughs> yeah. Yay, winter. <laughs> but yeah. Meanwhile, you told me that you put on a hoodie for like an hour and then it got too hot. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of the hoodie, just because mm-hmm. we've been having a bit of like a nostalgic yes. moment oh. going into our K-pop news, I guess. Yes. We've been watching a, a bit of 101, mm-hmm. which is oh, was not so a group good. anymore because they've disbanded. Because they're like one of the yeah. project groups that only go for like one and a half years. Yeah, so it was a scheduled disbandment, but it was still really sad. Because yeah. they were so successful too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so <sighs> you told me about how you're wearing your, your mm-hmm. hoodie, your Kang yeah. Daniel hoodie. Yeah. We got these from like a knockoff k-pop merch shop in shinokubo right do we buy them yeah in Japan? Mm-hmm. yeah we bought them in tokyo shinokubo where all the korean stuff is and they were fairly cheap i think yeah they were pretty cheap but like good quality somehow exactly yeah they're so soft and so warm so for me right now it's great but for you it's more like a sauna suit <laughs> situation yeah i put it on after you mentioned it and i was like i'll put mine on too and then after a while i was just sweating and i'm like i can't do this (laughs) i'm honestly just imagining you sitting at your desk like no no i can wear this i won't take this off (laughs) basically i was just like this is so soft and cute (laughs) and then i was like no yeah so now i'm wearing a (laughs) t-shirt that's very nice i'm still wearing my hoodie and it's really because it's like black just a black hoodie and it says 101 in like holographic letters on the back and then the name of the member down the arm mm-hmm. yes down the arm <laughs> i had to look for it yeah. just now but yes it's down the arm it's so cute yeah so yours says kang daniel and mine says ong songu yes because those are our biases as they say yes as the kids say as the kids say <laughs> Yes, they were and they are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, aside from our one-on-one nostalgia, what happened in K-pop this week? Honestly, not much. Yeah. I think most of the news were in K-drama. However, I need to mention that right now in Korea, because we're recording this on Saturday, but in Korea it's already Sunday, so NCT's Chong Taehyun has a birthday today he's turning 24 in international age i need i had to do the math (laughs) yeah so happy birthday happy birthday that is more important than valentine's day it definitely is i mean you know yeah you know it's he's way more important but happy valentine's day for anyone else oh yes (laughs) speaking of taehyun he has a new drama coming out soon. Yes. Dear M. Yes, and I know I'm going to hate it, but I will hate watch it till the end. <laughs> it looks very um Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Just very like, romancy. Exactly. And like, 
you know, it feels like there's extra focus on the triangle, on the love triangle. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about how I'm not super into that. So I'm just gonna rage watch it. Yeah. The things we do for our K-pop idols. Yeah. But speaking of Taehyun having a drama coming Mm -hmm. out. Yep. Um, the boys is Jaehyun, Hyunjae. Um, his drama is actually, he came out today, the first episode aired today. Yes. So I still, you know, the, it's not out with subtitles yet, so I haven't seen it. Yeah. But it's called I Can See Your MBTI. Yes. And that's what it's about. <laughs> A girl who can see people's <laughs> MBTIs and apparently exactly. can't see Hyunjae's. Yes, because he's so mysterious and so cool. <laughs> Also going to rage watch the hell out of that. Yeah, because that's just free on YouTube for everyone. Yeah, good. <laughs> I guess with True Beauty over, all these new dramas coming out it has to hold us over. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, I don't know how to feel about it. Because honestly, like with DRM, I don't know. But the MBTI thing so far, it sounds a little lazy. So I'm kind of interested to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, it's... It just seems like such an odd, like, obvious... Because, you know, you could just ask someone. It's like, what's your MBTI? Like, what... I'm curious to see what she will do with that information. Yeah. (laughs) It just seems so irrelevant. But that's just me. We shall see. Yeah. All right. So we also have a Korean word or phrase of the week. Yes. And this one was fueled by our one-on-one nostalgia. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so the word of this week is sonagi. Sonagi. And that means downpour, like rain downpour. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm not going to sing it. I want to, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't sing this example sentence, but... Aw. Yeah. Okay. The example sentence is... 금방 지나갈 소나기죠. And that means it's just a passing downpour. <sighs> it's what we thought of COVID when it first started. <laughs> too real here we are still in the rain 14 months later except you're in the snow i'm in the snow yeah i'm having fun with it (laughs) i love this situation i hope it never ends (laughs) that was sarcasm (laughs) yeah let's hope it is just a passing downpour that would be nice All right, um, for this week's topic, since yesterday, February 12th, was Lunar or Chinese New Year, however you want to call it, we thought we would talk about um, the origin story behind the Chinese zodiacs and how it's um, how the actual holiday is celebrated in China, Japan, and Korea. Woo, so many, Woo. so much culture. So much culture, so much history. It's gonna be educational. The thing is that for me personally, I really like like tidbits of history. I'm not a huge history buff or anything, but mm-hmm. I like reading about it. So this was kind of interesting for me to research. So I hope it'll be interesting to listen to and, you know, yeah. to learn about. Because um, especially like those three countries, not especially, but those three countries have a very long, a very um, special history with each other. <laughs> so, you know. Do they have a love triangle going on too? <laughs> they absolutely do not, know. <laughs> it's a hate triangle. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's kind of interesting to look at the things that connect them, be it, you know, history, 
holidays or even the language, you know, languages. Yes. So yeah, for this week, due to the occasion, we picked Chinese or Lunar New Year. Yes. Now take it away with yes the story of the zodiac, the Chinese zodiac. All right. Um, I'm gonna preface this by saying that I read separate versions like in some versions it's the jade emperor and others it's buddha himself so yeah i just picked one that kind of seemed to incorporate most of the um basic elements that were in all of the stories so yes. if there's something if you if you've heard this before and you're like something's missing it's because i got sick of reading these stories sorry <laughs> no there's a lot of versions of with as with anything like old yeah yeah, and mythical and, yeah, and, you know, what tr probably traveled, you know, word of mouth style for a long time, probably. Yeah. Before it got written down. So, you know, there's going to be different versions. So exactly. Please bear with me. This is the one that I chose. So um, it is said that a race was organized by the Jade Emperor, one of the most important gods in traditional Chinese religion. And he invited all the animals in the world to participate in this race. So 12 species turned up at the start line. A pig, a dog, a rooster, a monkey, a sheep, a horse, a snake, a dragon, a rabbit, a tiger, an ox, and a rat. That was a long sentence. Mm -hmm. um, as a reward for turning up to the race, um, the emperor promised that he would name one year in the zodiac after each animal. So um, the first and second place were won by the rat and the ox. And the story goes that all the animals had to cross a river, um, a very dangerous, fast river, as they are. <laughs> and um, the rat jumped on the ox's head. And that's how he, like, the rat got across the river. And then, you know, it kind of ran, like, ran to the feet of the emperor and made it first, even though, you know... <laughs> He kind of, or he, it kind of used the ox. And then the ox came in second. So that's the first two years of the um, Chinese zodiac cycle. And this year, we've talked about this before, but is a year of the ox. Yes. Again. Yes. So the third, fourth, and fifth animals were the tiger, who got a little off course in the river, but, you know, made it in third. Then after the tiger was the rabbit, who apparently... Um, you know, jumped from stone to stone and then jumped onto a log to cross the river and got swept down a little bit. And um, he did end up finishing fourth with the help of the dragon, which apparently, you know, the emperor asked the dragon, like, why didn't you come in first? You have wings. <laughs> you can fly. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, yeah. wow. <laughs> it's like, what were you doing? And the dragon apparently, like, uh, traditionally, a ki very kind animal went to help some villagers and then seeing that the rabbit was in peril on its log, um, you know, blew the rabbit towards the shore. So that's why the dragon got in after the rabbit. Oh. So um, next we have the horse, which was just doing horse stuff, I guess, and came in six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Standard horses, horse they're, stuff. Exactly. They're, they're just chill, you know. It was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, swim through this river and, you know. Whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. um, however, once, you know, close to the finish line, the snake was actually... Um, all right. So the snake was behind the horse and startled it. So it was hiding behind the horse's leg and then came out and was like, I don't know, what, what do snakes do? And the horse <laughs> got startled and then actually... Um, all right. So the snake came in six and the horse came in seven. Yeah. All these animals just using each other. No. Seriously. However, 
we have um, the next three, the sheep, the monkey and the rooster, which apparently were a perfect example of teamwork because um, the three piloted a small raft together and, you know, worked together to cross the river safely. And then, you know, it was the item was just a dash for the finish and the sheep was first, followed by the monkey and then the rooster. Me. And the <laughs> final two, <laughs> which amazing i just love it um so the dog again was just apparently doing dog stuff like it ended up playing in the river a little bit it's like this is <laughs> awesome water we love to see it <laughs> and uh <laughs> so the other 10 creatures overtook it mm -hmm. and it came in 11th and the pig which is my spirit chinese zodiac um <laughs> got hungry during the race so it stopped for food and then took a nap and then was like, okay, I should finish this. Yeah. <laughs> Came in last. Um, there's also a reason why there's no cat in the Chinese Zodiac. Well, you know, supposed reason. Um, which either... There's more or less three versions. One is that um, the rat and the cat both rode on the ox's head. And then the uh, the rat pushed the cat into the river. Oh my god. And you know, it, it either got delayed or it died. <laughs> Again, different versions. Um, and the other version is that the rat and the cat were neighbors. And the cat was like, listen, I'm not a morning cat. You gotta wake me up so we can do this together. And the rat was like, yeah friend i got you and then it forgot or it quote unquote forgot yeah and the letter would be the reason why rats and cats are animals now because you know according to the story they used to be really close but now cats chase rats because they were betrayed wow rats are the worst rats are the worst but yeah so that's the story i think it's very cute i like it it is and I'm just smack in the middle, so no controversy there. <laughs> exactly. You're part of the team. Teamwork mm -hmm. makes the dream work. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm the reliable, I almost said cow. Transportation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're number two. I'm number two. Yay. <laughs> but yeah. It's okay. It could be worse. Mm -hmm. It could be the cat drowning in the river. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I was wondering why there was no cat because it is a very common animal and has been for a long time, even when people were still mostly living on farms and stuff. Yeah. So more yeah. common than a dragon, maybe. I mean, you know, the dragon is the only mythical creature, but I feel like especially if it's Chinese folklore or, you know, mythical stuff, it makes sense that there's a dragon. But yeah, you're right. I mean, more common than a dragon for sure. Mm -hmm. So... With that, I will kind of talk about Chinese New Year. So like Lunar New Year done in Chinese culture. Yes, please. And also disclaimer, most of this is just based on my experience. Yeah. Like I know there's so there's so many traditions, so many things, activities, mm -hmm. like foods that people yeah. do and eat during this time. But for me, I just kind of wrote down what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, because... Uh, most of my family or like all of my family honestly who lives in america are from my dad's side which is my chinese side mm -hmm. so that's why i celebrate this more than like my korean side okay so lunar new year that is the first day of the lunar calendar mm -hmm. so the chinese new year there's a chinese new year festival and that goes on for 15 days so that's also known as the spring festival so mm -hmm. i'm gonna kind of go down the line a bit so 
I'm sure a lot of people already know this part, but the first day of Chinese New Year, they give out red envelopes filled with money.、Mm-hmm. So in Chinese culture, a lot of the time, of course, red symbolizes good luck. Right. So that's the reason why. And there are a lot of origin, like the whole、um, zodiac race thing. There's a lot of origins where this comes from.、Mm-hmm. So just to give a little bit of backstory on what the origin is of the envelopes, it's basically like there's a demon that comes out on New Year's Eve,、uh, or like sure, Chinese New sure, Year's sure. Eve, <laughs> to terrorize <laughs> children. Sure, we've talked about that in our folklore episode. How that is a common theme. Yeah. So in the story, it's the、um, these officials, like an official family, and then the parents gave coins wrapped in red paper to the child to protect him. Oh, okay. So when the demon came, like they glowed and warded off the evil demon.、Mm-hmm. So that's why now they just we just、um, have red envelopes and we put money inside of them. Oh, I see. That's pretty cool. And of course, only married people, married couples, give、mm-hmm. them out, and only single people、um, can receive them. I see. Yeah, I was gonna ask about because I've heard of the envelopes, but then people could never give me a straight answer on when you stop getting them. Yeah, it's kind of awkward because yeah, technically, <laughs> if you're not married, you can continue getting them forever and ever. Like that's that's the reason why I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of、mm-hmm. like. If you're an adult, you're not gonna get a red envelope from like your fellow adults just because. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure some people do that, but usually,、mm-hmm. just traditionally, you don't. Yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, interested because it seemed like a weird, like a very unsure thing and a weird transition thing. Yeah. So another thing, like kind of more personal, is that my cousin, one of my cousins, who is a couple years older than me,、mm-hmm. like we've known each other since we were like. Kids and stuff. She got married a couple years ago,、mm-hmm. and then ever since like that year, she started giving me envelopes. Oh, because she got married.、Aww. But even though she's like、yeah. a couple years older, I'm like. And then I remember it was like really an interesting transition. Like you said, it's like a, yeah, I bet it just feels weird, but also yeah, in, yeah. That's nice though. I'm sure she enjoyed being able to do that though. Yeah, it's like flexing her. <laughs> Flexing her marriage、status. and her money. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. So giving it to you with her left hand to show you her ring. <laughs> so, here, have this, have this envelope. Have this. Oh yes, why it is a diamond? Yes, thank you for noticing. Here, here's your envelope. <laughs> no, I'm sure your cousin's very nice. <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, like I said, I celebrate Lunar New Year with my Chinese side of the family. So、mm-hmm. we usually have dinner on the last day of the year. So it's the day before Chinese New Year.、Mm-hmm. That's called like the reunion day. Ah,、oh, okay. And that's kind of like when families get together and kind of share like the last day of the year together and stuff. Oh. And、nice. then we come back the next day for the first day of the year. So that's another gathering. So it's kind of like New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day, sort of. Yeah. And let's talk about the food. Oh God, please. Except no. But yes. no. You're gonna have to bear with me on this because Chinese,、mm-hmm. there's a lot of foods that center around seafood, like water,、mm-hmm. because lots of seafood is lucky in Chinese culture because water goes hand in hand with wealth. Oh, so the first food, and I'm gonna talk about just the foods that I eat because there's a whole、mm-hmm. lot of food, and I can go on yeah, and on、I、and bet, on. I bet. I mean, it's a huge country, huge cultural variations. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not drunk. Huge cultural variations. <laughs> so I'm sure there's a lot of food. Yes. Yeah, so the first food I want to talk about is abalone. I'm going to say the um, Cantonese versions of these just because I speak Cantonese and I don't want to yeah. have to like go through all Cantonese and Mandarin for everything. So <laughs> I'll explain it in Cantonese. So abalone is baoyu and that mm-hmm. is basically just like a homonym for guaranteed abundance because the word for fish which is you that's used Mm -hmm. that like sounds like um like wealth and fortune and stuff oh so that's why we eat that because it's a homonym for like you guaranteed fortune and stuff that is so cool yeah and then another food is fat choy which means hair vegetable (laughs) (laughs) and if you look it up it doesn't really look that (laughs) great at all but it's it's kind of like algae. It's like seaweed or something mm-hmm. similar. But it's this is also another homonym for like to become wealthy or like striking it rich. Cool. Which is also why we eat that during New Year's. Yes. And so those are like the seafoods that I know my family are like, we have to eat this on this day. And then mm-hmm. even though, of course, you and I were both not fans of seafood. Yeah. But I still have it just because why not? I mean, if it's just once a year and if it doesn't, you know, if it's not too hard for you to eat, like if you're like, yeah, I can do this once a year, then it's fine. Yeah. So another thing. Now, this one I like because it's sweet rice balls. Mm-hmm. So it's tongyun and tongyun is like it means soup balls. But guess what? It's another homonym. <laughs> and it. I mean, I. You know, soup balls doesn't sound great, so I'm excited for this. Yeah, no, but it just means to be reunited. Oh, so it's kind oh, of soup ball for um family togetherness and unity. Mm-hmm. You eat it, and yeah, soup balls—they're sweet rice balls. They're kind of—it's mm-hmm. like mochi, but filled with mochi, which is like just sticky rice cake, and then mm-hmm. it's filled with either like red bean nuts. Or my favorite, black sesame. Oh, delicious, yes. So you just kind of like boil that in like a sweet soup. And Mm. for that one, though, that's eaten on the 15th and final day of the celebration, Mm -hmm. the spring festival. So let us jump into that part because the last day of this celebration is also the lantern festival. Mm -hmm. That is on January 15th on the lunar calendar. Because that's also the first full moon of the calendar. So that's when people just go out and like it's a full-on festival. They go out and they have all these um, activities. And like that's where you see all the lion dances and stuff like that happening. Oh, yeah. You light lanterns and you there's like lantern riddles Ooh. that go happens and stuff. And it's because um, this day is also kind of the day where families come to like reunite and just have fun and go out and do all the stuff yeah so if you ever see like pictures of like a bunch of red lanterns and like lion dance just everything going crazy that's usually the Mm -hmm. lantern festival oh i love it and then after that it's just like everything never happened and then we go back to normal So basically like New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, fireworks, everything's just, oh, it's over. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, um, going back to real quick, um, Chinese New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. um, when we're having dinner, for me, um, when I'm at my family's, when we have dinner, we usually have this show on and it's the Chinese New Year's Gala. And 
it's shown on New Year's Eve. It's kind of like how, at least here in America, we have like the Times Square ball dropping thing on yeah. New Year's Eve. But then oh, for okay. here, for China, they have um, this show that basically starts at 8 p.m. and then goes on for like four and a half hours. Oh. And it's a like a full-on show with like a huge stage and there's like performances, there's opera, comedy, magic, and just mm-hmm. they pull out all the stops, which is amazing. And last year, I remember I was eating dinner and I saw Henry on there. Oh my god. <laughs> Henry from um of former SM fame. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was really fun to watch. He like was playing his um violin yeah he's really talented right Mm -hmm. like musically gifted yeah it was just really interesting to see because i was like oh i know that face yeah but yes yeah i feel like he's one of the ones who aged really well oh definitely so good for you henry still cute (laughs) (laughs) but yes i'm gonna go into a little bit of um chinese new year taboos Ooh, yeah because there's a lot of them (laughs) yes i know for my family we don't really do that much Mm -hmm. but it's just like the first day of new year's you wear something new because of course you don't want to wear something old and like just Mm -hmm. you're having a new start so you're supposed to wear something new right and one big thing is that on new year's day you're not supposed to wash your hair oh why and if you remember fat choy which means hair vegetable oh okay which also means like to become wealthy because like fat is like hair Mm -hmm. but also wealth Mm -hmm. so the first part of that it means hair and wealth so if you wash it Mm -hmm. your hair then you're just washing your fortune away oh no i washed my hair today (gasps) well it was yesterday it's fine all right it was yesterday right okay yeah i didn't wash it yesterday yes yay so yeah you still have your fortune good job me (laughs) yeah i was looking up like a list of taboos Mm -hmm and stuff and i showed you some of them are so weird like yeah do not like no killing and it's like thanks for the tip <laughs> and it made me laugh because it was number 14 <laughs> so it's like there's yeah, 13 the things that are more important than you know not murdering someone on new year <laughs> so yeah exactly cool. but yeah that's basically the gist of how i celebrate new year's or Chinese New Year's with my family. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, this year we weren't really able to do any of that, yeah. but I still like called my um, grandparents mm-hmm. who live in China and stuff, and were like, I was like, mm-hmm. Happy New Year, stay healthy, and all that Aww, jazz. That's very nice. But yeah, it makes sense that you know, because I feel like with most holiday traditions, like even every family has their own, even though there are some things that are the same on the baseline. But, you know, it makes sense that the way you experience Chinese lu- Chinese Lunar New Year, <laughs> Chinese <laughs> yeah. New Year is, um, you know, obviously not a universal experience because it cannot be by default. Yeah, exactly. There's just so much, so many things to do. Yeah. So much food to eat. And that's the beauty of it all. But yes, I am now going to talk a little bit, it's really not that long, but I'm going to talk a little bit about Japan and Lunar New Year. Because after we planned the episode, and you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about Japan. Yes, you know, that's kind of my cultural touch point. Um, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like, I've never even had Lunar New Year's off when I was working in Japan. So what's the dealio? <laughs> and... Um, First of all, Lunar or Chinese New Year in Japan is Kyushogatsu or um, 
Shunsetsu, mm-hmm. which means spring festival. The latter Shunsetsu means spring festival. Yeah. And um, so we know that Japan and China also have a very long history with each other. But Japan actually hasn't celebrated Lunar New Year since 1873. Oh. And here's why. Yeah. So that was the year when Japan switched to the Gregorian calendar to match the West because, you know, the prevailing attitude among Japanese elites back then was that Asian practices were inferior to Western ones and would hold Japan back. So they abandoned uh, yes. it. Um, that happened during the Meiji Restoration, the Meiji Isin, which led to big political and social changes and spanned both the late Edo period um, and the beginning of the Meiji era. So like those eras, especially now, they change every time uh, um, an emperor dies or, you know, the last one actually just was like, I'm out and <laughs> peace. That's when, exactly. That was in 2018, and I think the current era is called Dewa or something like that. I think it's Dewa. So anyway, during the Meiji Restoration, Japan rapidly industrialized and adopted Western ideas and production methods. But um, what basically happened is that when the government decided to adopt the Gregorian calendar, they like superimposed the uh, lunar solar calendar events onto the new calendar. So... Um, Ganjitsu, the first day of the lunar of the um, lunar calendar, happened to fall on January first. So that's the first day of the Gregorian calendar, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, um, that created a one month delay between Japan's New Year and the you know, Chinese New Year. So um, unlike China, who adopted a dual calendar policy in 1912, Japan was just like, now we're done with this, <laughs> and, <laughs> and basically grinched. New Year's. They're the new... Like, Japan are New Year's Grinches. So... Japan is the New Year Grinch. So, um, initially, the opposition was quite strong because, you know, they were... It's kind of what they were used to. And people actually continued to celebrate Lunar New Year well into the 1900s, especially in rural areas. Um, However, eventually, the lunar calendar faded completely from daily life in Japan. However... Um, there are still small traditions that are now tied into, you know, New Year's and New Year's Eve, which are on December 31st and January 1st, um, that are still reminiscent of Chinese New Year. So um, in Japan, January 15th, first of all, like um, New Year's Day is a very big day in Japan. It's, you know, you a lot of people wait for the first sunrise of the year and do their first um, like prayer of the year, the Hatsunode. Um, mm-hmm. It's also a very family oriented holiday. Like a lot of people spend it with their families. So that's why I always volunteered to work on New Year's Eve because it didn't really matter much to me, but it mattered to my Japanese co-workers. Oh. Yeah. I'm just, it's, I'm just a good person. You're like what the dragon helping oh, the rabbit. yeah. I was like, I could fly back to Germany, but I won't. Right. So they actually have Koshogatsu or like Little New Year which is on January 15th and was initially or like used to be the first full moon so what you just talked about the last day of the new year yeah and um you know so they still acknowledge that day and um historically it was a day to pray for a bountiful harvest so that kind of still remains even though it's you know 
in a more or less different context. And then this may have something to do with the with the um, envelopes you talked about. I'm not quite sure though, but the um, Nengado, well, yeah, it is actually that Nengado, <laughs> are New Year's greeting cards that are sent to friends. They're just not red, I don't think. Anyway, uh, our Christmas... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're back to Christmas. Uh-huh. We're back to Christmas. So they're greeting cards, not Christmas cards. They're greeting cards that are sent to friends, relatives, teachers, and colleagues and are delivered in the mail on January 1st. And um, the Japan Postal prints about 3 billion engajo every year. Though this number is declining with a recent digitization of cards, which is kind of sad. Oh. Yeah. That's not the same. It's really not. And, like, you know, as I said, they're not um, red, but they have all those. I saw a bunch of those really cute Japanese designs, like the stationery that they have. And I was like, oh, this is so Mm -hmm. cute. So, yeah, they still have that kind of, you know, greeting card or, you know, Happy New Year card, too. Yes. And um, although Japanese New Year no longer coincides with the Chinese um, Spring Festival, Japan still uses a 12-year zodiac that is very similar to the Chinese zodiac. And um, so those Nengazo often feature the New Year's zodiac animal. So this year will be mm-hmm. the ox. And due to a large um, population of Chinese migrants and, you know, their descendants living in uh, Japan in the so- so-called, or many of them in so-called Chukagai. So it's basically Chinatown. And um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them in like Yokohama, Kobe, Nagasaki, and even Ikebukuro. Yeah. So, um, although Chinese New Year isn't a holiday in Japan, um, there's still the 15-day Chinese Spring Festival in Yokohama where you can see the lion dance and, you know, uh, see the parade, which mm-hmm. is, um, you know, see including the Lantern Festival, which is on the final day of the festival. Obviously, you just taught us yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So that happens, that still happens in Yokohama. And um, oh. the closest celebration that Japan has to the tra- traditional Chinese New Year is Setsubun. Um, yes. which is known for the ritual of mamemaki, where people scatter roasted soybeans at temples or at home. And they say, Oni wa soto fuku wa uchi, which means out with the demons, in with happiness or, you know, good fortune. Yes. Be gone, demons. <laughs> exactly. Get out of here. But since it doesn't, <laughs> like, move with the lunar calendar, it is celebrated every year on February 3rd. So. Oh. Exactly. So yeah, I was like, but this I I was aware of it, and you know, you see a lot of Chinese New Year things, mm-hmm. but it's not an actual holiday. It's not an observed holiday in Japan. Interesting. Exactly. And you know, kind of slithering, <laughs> like the snake behind the horse, into Korea <laughs> at this point is that, um, of course, Japan didn't only Grinch itself, it was also the Chinese New Year Grinch for Korea. Because when uh, Japan annexed Korea on August 22nd, 1910, the celebration of Seollal, which is a Korean Lunar New Year, was prohibited. Um, the Ch- Japanese ruler set the official Korean New Year to the first day of the Gregorian calendar, you know, January 1st, which we know, um, to follow the Japanese New Year. And that day is called Sinjong. And the old mm-hmm. New Year became Kudong. So, like, you know, new New Year and old New Year, basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm just very confused by the kanji right now, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, after the Korean liberation in 1945, the South Korean reg- regime. 
the South Korean regime designated the period from January 1st to January 3rd of the Gregorian calendar as a public New Year holiday. However, in 1989, the Do Teu administration accepted public opinion that the old New Year's Day should be revitalized, designating the old New Year as both the official Korean New Year and a national holiday. And that's how Korea got Seolal back. Yay! Yay! Yes, Korean Seolal, which is also just on Lunar New Year's. Exactly. It actually follows the same calendar as China. Yeah. So, and yeah, I've wrote down some information but feel free to you know put your personal spin on it i don't really have much it's okay. just it's pretty much the same yeah like so is pretty much just very a family oriented holiday yeah where like if you are living like away from your parents that's when you go and visit your parents mm-hmm. and you have like dinner with them and stuff yeah and it also said that um you know families gather at the house of the oldest male relative to pay their respects to both ancestors and elders. Ah. So as you can tell, I am like the, I'm just reading information off the internet and you actually <laughs> yeah. have experience. You are the, exactly. <laughs> you are the info machine. Exactly. So um, according to some website, uh, the centerpiece of the holiday is the ritual, ritual of ancestor worship, but there are other activities including eating together, playing games, and sebe. Yeah, sebe. sebe. Sebeton, that's basically like the envelope thing. Exactly, where children and students bow to their elders and receive small gifts of money. Yes. Sebe. Money for all the children. Money for the children. They need it. They're going to need it. And then um, yeah. this one actually... The family traditionally participates in a highly structured ritual of ancestor reverence, referred to as charia. I don't know anything about that. We we don't. Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, when I started dating my boyfriend, my Korean friend was like, so you should find out if they do charia at home or, or not, because it's basically that the women are expected to cook all the food for the entire yeah and um so the female relatives prepare all the food and then the serving of the food to the ancestors is done by male relatives and then everyone eats it basically to um gain their ancestors blessings so my friend was like find out if they do that because it's not it's not fun for women (laughs) find out Mm -hmm. if they will expect you to help with that she wasn't like super serious about it It was more a little jokey thing but my boyfriend's family does not do it so yay (laughs) yeah i don't think i know anyone who does yeah i know well um like my chinese side of the family actually does that more oh okay yeah for my korean side like no one does that so yeah i think my friend's family does it but they're also like very and they're also all pretty close together i think so they can really gather gather and have like a ton of people come in and then it's not fun for the women to make all the food oh yeah for me the salad that i know is not formal at all Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like you hang out with your family and stuff and it's honestly i think most people nowadays just see it as a day off yeah (laughs) so they can go home and just eat some food which i guess i'll talk about the most important food that you're supposed to eat on new year's day and that is Mm -hmm. which is rice cake soup so you're supposed to eat that on new year's and i'll tell you why yes please because rice cake is white, which <laughs> symbolizes like a clean start. Mm-hmm. 
And it's also kind of like the, at least for dokuk, the way that you cut the rice cake, it's shaped sort of like coins. Mm -hmm. So that also symbolizes prosperity. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Seolla oh, yeah. is also because it's the new year, right? And for Korea, you gain one year of age in the new year. Yeah. So that's when you gain one year. Okay. And they say that you don't gain a year of your age unless you eat dokuk. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't get older until you have that bowl of dokuk. So ah, that's okay. just the tradition of you have to eat one bowl to gain one year. Yeah. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. how you get older. So since I've never yeah. eaten tokuk, I am. <laughs> yes. I'm kidding, but. Yeah, that's why a lot of kids also are like, can I have a second bowl? Because yeah. they want to get older Aww, faster. Oh, kids, don't do that. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But yeah, the um, the rice cake soup is a thing in Japan as well for New Year's. Yeah. Rice cakes are also a thing in, um, just rice cakes in general mm-hmm. is a thing in China too. Yeah. Because of like similar reasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting that it represents, you know, gaining a year or like getting a year older. Yeah. But yeah, the Korean age system is... <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not going to get no, into it's that. Just, I mean, it's the, the, like once you get it all, it's not even that complicated. But just explaining it to someone who's not familiar yeah. with it, it's just, it just sounds so mm-hmm. strange. Because it is strange. I mean, as it in is foreign. Strange. Not, it's not weird, mm-hmm. it's foreign. Yeah, it is what it is, and it's so weird. It is kind of weird. Just... Yeah, but speaking about speaking of food, there was, I came across this term in Korean that I thought was really funny, or like very accurate. So please feel free to, again, correct my spelling, but it's which apparently means holiday syndrome or post-holiday trauma. <laughs> so and this is another thing my friend told me, apparently, like after, you know, Christmas too, but after Chuseok and Seollal, the most divorces <laughs> oh, God. are, you know, happen in Korea because, you know, being with your family for an extended period of time and just, you know, having all the stress that families can bring with them happen to you apparently lead to a lot of divorces so that that's funny yeah and then also you know to me like the first thing that came to mind was just like food coma after Mm -hmm. eating all this so but that's also i mean for koreans at least and new year's and um thanksgiving which is chuseok it's pretty Mm -hmm. much like similar yeah so yeah definitely food and family exactly i mean that it sounds great on paper (laughs) Yeah, I had dokuk yesterday, so I am one year older now. Nice. Happy birthday <laughs> to you and to him. Thank you. And all the Koreans all over the world. Yes. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to Korea. <laughs> all right. So for this week's question corner, we're just going to talk over a little bit about who our favorite celebrities mm-hmm. that we share Chinese zodiac signs with are. Yes. And we kind of went over them in our um, actual, the astrology and zodiac episode previously, but we're going to pick some favorites. Yeah, we kind of just listed them. So now we're going to talk about the why and the how, the why and the how. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but first, let me pick my favorite for ox for you, okay. though. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because this, there are so many good oxen. <laughs> That's very true. It was, it's a very good zodiac sign. I'm very it proud is. of it. Very hard work. Thank you. Thank you to my parents for birthing me when you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think 
I mean, I'm gonna be biased here and say that it's Chowan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes okay. Yeah, I'll allow it because there is no. I mean, of course, everyone, all idols, all celebrities are hardworking, but he is like works like an actual ox. He yeah, works that's so hard. True. Oh god, that is so doing true. Doing everything. I'm honestly, you know, I'm low key scared that Astro's already like planning a comeback or something, and he just has no time to rest after True Beauty. God. And they're just preparing yeah. for something. I really hope that at least maybe these few holidays that they're having right now, maybe he got some time off. But my God, please Hopefully. rest. Taunu, please rest a little. Come on. I get tired just looking at you. Please rest. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded mean. That's not what I meant. It does matter. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if that's how we're playing the game, then oh. my <laughs> favorite rooster for you is Chris Ebnoski. <laughs> Beyonce <laughs> and Jay Z. No, my favorite rooster for you is Temin from Shiny. Uh, my first chingu. Your first chingu. <laughs> but also because we've been, you know, in preparation for the Shiny comeback, we've been watching some older videos and um, <sighs> yeah. So no, that's some true nostalgia. It really is, and you know, the soft spot that we've had for Temin since 2008. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, since it's bowl cut central. Exactly. But yeah, it's softer than ever. Our soft spot is softer than ever. <laughs> it's like jelly. That sounds disgusting. Yes. So yeah, Temin for you. My, f I'm not going to say it again, but yeah. sweet baby. Love him. Yeah, I think I just remember back when Shiny first came out and I realized that he was my age. And I think he was like one of the youngest idols at that time. I think so too. I can't. Because I can't remember anyone being born after 93 at that point. Maybe I just didn't know, but... Yeah, back then I never... There were no idols that were younger than me. Yeah. <sighs> back in my day. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though. God, looking at them now, they... I mean, they obviously they were young 15 years ago, but... <laughs> oh my god. It's just... It's so crazy now to see them as like 30-year-olds... You know, or older, right? many of them. It's like, you know, Tanmin yeah. from TVXQ got married recently, so... I know. The youngest got married first. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Tanmin. We're very Congrats. happy for you. And now he's <laughs> he's hosting Kingdom. Yes. What a career. <laughs> but yeah, if we're going to talk about our favorite, our own favorites, I have some real trouble deciding so i am going to go with the birthday boy Chehyun. he's my favorite from, ox uh, from nct exactly yeah that Chehyun. Yeah, not, Jae not one of there the are other too five. many Chehyuns. that yeah. one <laughs> because guess what hyunje from the boys is also an ox and also so. a Chehyun. <laughs> yes but yes i guess for me my favorite rooster would be one that actually you didn't put on your list, but I <laughs> gotta mention mm -hmm. is uh, I think I feel like I have to go for a pair. It's Kihyun and Minyok from Monster oh, X. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I'll just choose Kihyun because he's my favorite rooster. Yeah, he's. I recently rewatched the. I told you about this, but I recently rewatched the scene from their live that they had when um I forgot what the album was called. The Connect. Is it that okay? Yeah. 
Well, when when he sang his part on um, "Lost in the Dream," yeah, that was iconic. And just nailed it. Oh, so good, so good. Honestly, Stan Monstags. Yeah, seriously. Just because, yeah, just because, like the music that they're doing right now is not necessarily our cup of tea. They're still extremely good, extremely talented. Yeah, and just like the actual best people. <laughs> yeah, that like too. they're so genuine. I I feel like I feel like <laughs> I feel like. We're gonna um we'll probably do an episode about our concert experience yeah. with Monster X. Yeah. But honestly, just sneak preview. They're just, they seem so genuine. They really so- do. That was because you know of course there's you know it's easy to present yourself a certain way in the media or you know on TV shows or you know on social media. But just seeing them in person and being so close to them and seeing their their faces and everything, it's just like oh okay wow. <laughs> yeah you're real you're real and you seem nice (laughs) yeah shocking shocking totally unexpected that's why we paid so much money to see you because we didn't expect you to be good people no no yeah no that was that was really that was really cool but we'll get to Mm -hmm. it yes we will we have a lot of episodes to go because we're gonna do this forever forever but yeah if you want to join us for this journey of forever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make sure to follow us on twitter sounds like you're proposing to them <laughs> oh would you like to join us forever yes but yes we'll be posting all our um weekly questions on our twitter which is at soulgazers so if you want to talk to us on there please take a look <laughs> yes and you can also find us on instagram at soulgazing Zing, where we will post um, information about the episodes, our Korean word of the week and phrase of the week, and we'll post tidbits from our lives. You know, we play around on stories, we do things, so come hang out. Yes, and if you like this podcast, please make sure to give it a nice rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if you have anyone that you think will be interested, word of mouth, mm-hmm. tell them about the podcast. Yes. Tell them how cool we are. Exactly. Spread the word. We talk about things. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. We're here for a good time. Exactly. Let's all have a good time together. But in the meantime, we'll see you next week for another good time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.